This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Tig. Cheryl. This episode is, uh... Whoa! It's a it's a roller coaster because it's like, a roller there's, coaster. There's some heavy stuff, and then also we have We're some ridiculous people. We have some ridiculous moments with our little, you know, going off yeah. topic, um, which yeah. has nothing to do with the roller coaster of this movie. No, but. You know, as I mentioned to you, I there were things that I related to and was inspired by and touched yeah. by. And yes, and that being said, we also talk about you know when I thought I was being pranked. Yeah, had nothing to do with the document. No, no, no it has nothing to do yeah. with the documentary. Okay, ladies and jerks, welcome to the Alpinist. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl, hey. <laughs> you see, you sound a little down. Are you down? Um, I'm not down. I'm um, a little overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. You know, I just got back from vac- vacation, and then I have to leave right. tomorrow morning for Dublin to do some work there. Are you going to come back with an accent? Um, I'm going to show up with an accent. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> Let me know what you say. What you're going to say when you get off the plane? You don't even say words. No, it's just gibberish. It's just Irish gibberish. You know what? You might be happy to know. When I was on my vacation, do you know who we visited for two days? No. Who? We went to Manhattan, we went to the Hamptons, we went to Portland, Maine, 
And wow. then we went to the deep, deep cornfields of Ohio to go stay with Meemaw. Ah, oh, Meemaw. Scram? Scram Clown? Scram Clown. We went and stayed with Scram Clown. <laughs> By the way, I was just listening to the best of yeah. that we uh-huh. just put out. And you telling Meemaw to Scram Clown. Uh-huh. I was like... <laughs> I was trying to go to sleep. It was a problem because I was trying to go to sleep and I was laughing so hard and my tears were coming and I'm like, okay, pull yourself to get the coats. I was shooting a film. So I thought, I'm going to make myself. <laughs> you were tapped. You were tapped. I was tapped. Okay. But I couldn't go to sleep, especially after Meemaw, Scram Clown. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, Meemaw, Meemaw. Yeah. But she didn't care. She didn't care at all. No. Do you know how much Mima doesn't care? Her daughter made a video. They're all a very funny family. Yeah. They all play music. They all do characters, no matter what their age is. And they made a video. Her daughter, who is like 50-something, made a video where the big punchline in the end is that Mima's face goes into a pie. But like, mm-hmm. not where a pie slams into Mima's face. Like, Mima either dies or falls asleep and her face goes into a pie but (laughs) but Mima and she's 81 she not only is not above putting her face into a pie leaves it there (laughs) for the sake is she waiting for them to talk no no it's part of the comedic part of the thing is and that's what's so funny and that's what's showing Stephanie I go look how funny this woman is that she for the sake of comedy, for the joke, she leaves her 81-year-old face in the pie. She committed to it. She committed. Yeah. Well, um, you know, at my house over Christmas, yeah. we have a talent show, okay. a family talent mm-hmm. show. And this is sparking me to think of, and she cannot wait for me to tell everybody this, uh, my sister, Dr. Becky Hines, and my niece, Kaylee, for their talent. Your niece, Kaylee they- Cuoco? They put on um, shower caps. Okay. And put their hands. Yeah, this was in Florida in the living room because this is during the the talent show. This was their talent. It was Christmas. And they had a pie eating contest with the two of them, uh, you know, without using your hands. Uh And we have video of it. So, anyway, it just reminded me that I guess there is something to, you know, a pie in your face. That's hilarious, and also a waste of a pie, to be honest with you. Well, I mean. I mean, people could eat it. (laughs) Or lick it off your face. Yeah, it just seems like, whoa, a whole pie? I don't know. But listen, they, but they did. You know what we should do for our next streaming show? (laughs) Yes. Thomas, will you make a note? No, no, please. Yes. I did not want to share. Cheryl, yes. And then, oh, and then we go outside and spray each other off. Hose in the faces. Clean each other off. Where are we doing this? At my office. And then Patrick will standing... come out of his little hovel. And he'll towel wrestle us off. us. Oh. <laughs> He's going to wrestle us. Then we have to wrestle a grown wet? man. Yeah. This is like getting, uh, what's the word? Disgusting. Oh, no. I was, like, thinking sexy. This turns you on? <laughs> the dancing, dancing sex show wrestling haircuts becoming Blood Brothers. Cheryl is a psychic in a tent, and we invite five people over. I don't even know what I just read. 
Well, that Thomas just gave us an update of what he's keeping track of for our next uh, live show. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's the list of ideas. <laughs> okay, can you bring that back up again so I can read it and now understand? Dancing, sex show, wrestling, haircuts, okay. becoming blood brothers. Cheryl is a psychic in a tent, and we invite five people over. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're taking notes, but I feel oh. like they're not organized very well. We need some commas. Yeah. Because I'm like, is it a dancing sex Pie show? eating contest. Where does that, will yeah. you add that into the description? <laughs> <laughs> we have so many good live shows coming up. You won't do a pie in the face contest? Or not I pie mean, in I... the face contest, where we do a Meemaw face plant. <laughs> Meemaw face plant. <laughs> In a pie. I mean, I will if it's it's a, if it's necessary, but of it's like... Of course. Okay. Vote well. online now if you want a Mima pie in the face plant. Or some of the other ones. I forgot what the sex show was. Were we just talking about Madonna's book? No. Were we going to show live... We're going to show pictures of Madonna naked in her sex book. Do we have to ask Are her? Are we allowed to do that? I know. We have to... I'm hey, sure Madonna, hey. Luck. Hey, by the way, do you think Madonna would be the type of person that's like, no, I don't want you to show my naked body to people? Well, I asked to use one of her songs in my... Ragnostis alert! (laughs) (laughs) This is not a brag. This is a backfire. I asked to use one of her songs in my show, One Mississippi. Yeah. She said no. Oh! That she's very particular about what she uses her music for. (laughs) Stephanie immediately went online and Googled what she uses her music for, and it's on everything and in everything. That is crazy. That's a little weird. I think she's not a fan of mine. Oh. Have we we talked about this before? No. Or that's just a feeling. You know, feelings aren't facts. I'm pretty sure this feeling is fact. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I get I get a pretty good feeling this might be a fact. <laughs> okay. You know what? We have not even introduced oh, what documentary. We have okay, to go to break go. now. No. That's not true. I just want to hear you freak out. <laughs> okay, today, let's just dive right into it. All right. Today, we are talking about the alpinist. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's part of me that wants to say the alpinist. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Alpinist. Alpinist. The Alpinist is a 2021 documentary film directed by Peter Mortimer and Dick wrote. Um, sorry, please don't let that in. What did you say? Well, I called him Dick Rosen and his name is Nick Rosen. <laughs> I got ahead of myself. I don't know what. You were probably thinking of the sexy wrestling match with Patrick. <laughs> I was in his office. After we do a face plant to a <laughs> cream pie. This is our Your listen. <laughs> sexual we've, fantasy come true. We, we've got to talk about this documentary. <laughs> oh, my. This is a terrible start. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, we need to pull it together because this is, it's an inspiring, um, it's uh it's a mixed Don't bag of inspiring. It's a mixed bag. Okay. Mixed Let me just bag. tell you. What, I'll tell you what it is, and then yeah. we'll really. Yeah. Okay. It, so it's a documentary film directed by Peter Mortimer and Nick Rosen, and it follows 23-year-old solo climber Mark Andre Leclerc. 
I don't recall I don't think, I don't think pronouncing pro- it like that. <laughs> I don't think you pronounce the C at the end, but I want to. I want to give it. If I want to give it attention. If this is your first time <laughs> listening to the show, this is a comedy podcast. We, when I say we, Cheryl specifically mispronounces everybody's name. She gets every word wrong. That's actually not true. Um, okay, his name is. How do you say it? I don't. I, I've <laughs> never said his name. I watched it. I'm going to say it's LeClaire. Okay. It's LeClaire. Okay. But there is a C at the end. He's a free-spirited Canadian who breaks solo climbing records and pushes the dangerous sport to its limits. The Alpinist received a theatrical release and is now available to watch on Netflix. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of mixed feelings about this. Okay. Well, tell me your feelings. Well, first of all, why? Why free what solo? Is it with these guys? Yes. Why do they feel the need to climb an icy mountain or a frozen waterfall? If you see a frozen waterfall is your first instinct, whoa, I got to climb up that thing. Okay, but I hear you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do mm-hmm. it. Why? Why are we living in a city that can be destroyed within a second with an earthquake right because we like it not we don't like so the earthquake he. but we he likes yes, doing what I he get does it, i get it i get i mean i see what i mean saying. you know with my family in texas and louisiana and mississippi people are like why do these people live down there a hurricane right. could come and, and i'm like they at least have a day or two to prepare and get out we have yeah. no chance Mm-mm. to prepare to leave Mm-mm. this town and in one shake dead you seem real angry about it has I, this been on I your mind you, i told you i've been thinking of moving i mean i would go anywhere anytime stephanie has no intention of leaving this town so yeah. i am stuck oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are you have you have a lot of emotions today Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're so you're stuck. Listen, a lot of people feel stuck. I don't mean stuck in my marriage. Is that how you interpreted it? <laughs> when, you, when you say you feel stuck, it it's not a po- it doesn't sound positive. It sounds I like I mean like I am stuck in Los Angeles. Okay, but you know, oh, but what? I don't know. I mean, you're gonna make make the most of maybe it. Maybe we could buy a condo in Tallahassee or something, and that have, would be nice. Not me and you, but like <laughs> maybe I could get a condo in Tallahassee and go spend the weekends oh. there, get away. I love that Tallahassee is your getaway. Yeah. <laughs> That's how <laughs> dreadful I find Los Angeles sometimes. There's not even a direct flight from here to Tallahassee. You're going to have to connect. But it's going to be worth it for the weekend in a condo in Tallahassee. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, listen. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So the Alpine. We have to take oh, a break. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. This is how it goes. Ridiculous. This happens every week, Cheryl. We'll be right back Okay. to talk about the Alpinist. Alpinist. Or the Alpinist. As Cheryl wants to... Wants to say. Okay, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. 
Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. We are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. This is a comedy podcast, and we talk about different documentaries. Some are lighthearted, some are not. Yeah. Some are inspiring, some are not. Yeah. It, it is difficult because we do talk about um, – it's serious. Mm-hmm. You know, there are ser- there are very serious subject matters, and, mm-hmm. and we are not by any means making fun no. of no. the documentary or the people in the documentary. No. I enjoyed the documentary. Well, boy. Yeah, you struggled. Well, it was a lot of rock climbing. Well, what else are you going to show <laughs> on the I Alpinist? Mean, I'm blown away. Yeah, boy. I just feel like if I have to watch this guy with the little hook, hook into the side of the mountain and then feel his foot around with his, what are those called? Feet. Cl- clampers? Clampons. Clampons? With his feet. Clampons? <laughs> Aren't they called clampons? I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not an alpinist. Look at me. But you, you watch the movie, right? Wait, but I don't. Are, I don't. Thomas, are they called? I'm not clampons? taking notes. Crampons. Tampons. Oh, cra- <laughs> they're, they're crampons. What was I saying? Clampons. <laughs> You're gonna have to talk. I'm having a problem today. Yeah, pull it together. <laughs> I'm surprised you even got close to crampons. I felt really good about myself. <laughs> you came in with with, <laughs> with the crampon. I was like, <laughs> it sounds okay. uncomfortably close to to tampon. It 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 is in the same world. It's nothing even <laughs> close not- to when you thought <laughs> NSA was similar to NASA. Was frighteningly similar to NASA. Remember? <laughs> okay, listen. We don't have to go. We don't have to do of... this show. <laughs> but this is our own decision. We don't have to do anything. We made a decision as friends in the world. Let's do a podcast. Nobody's making us. I mean, no, nobody asked us to. Nobody <laughs> asked us to do this. Plenty have asked us to stop. <laughs> Barking dog. Sparking. Laughing dog. Oh, laughing dog. Okay. 
Okay, I'm going to pull it together. Listen. Okay, so yeah, there were lots of shots. I mean, it was, uh, was it hauntingly similar to Free Solo to you? Yeah. And the guy from Free Solo was on. Was in there. Yeah. Alex Honnold. And did you find this interesting? Mm-hmm. Watching Free Solo, Alex seemed like Looney Bin Cuckoo uh-huh. Bird. Uh-huh. You know, where you're like, this yeah. guy is out of this world. It's, yeah. And then when we're doing this documentary, we're watching The Alphanist, and yeah. then we're watching Mark, who is... Mm, he is he's out, out of this he's world. out of this world and then <laughs> what's his name comes oh the on. hula hoop guy no no oh. then the guy from uh free solo comes on to be interviewed. oh right alex alex comes on his interview is like who's this normal guy who is this normal like, beautiful you know i mean it was like oh it's like george clooney just came on the screen okay but like all of a sudden Mark makes Alex look like uh, an investment banker <laughs> is being interviewed for the Alphanist. I know. It's funny because when I was watching it, because Alex, Alex talks about Mark Andre. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you say, do you say the whole? Yeah, his mother Mark did. Andre? His mom does, yeah. but I don't think other people. I know, but anyway. I feel like mothers appreciate you calling their children okay. what Mark, they call Mark Andre. Yeah. Really, he really looked up to Marc Andre. Couldn't believe the stuff that he was doing. Uh, Alex Honnold, Honnold, right? But that's why I don't understand. Did Marc come after Alex? I, I feel like yes. I know. (laughs) There's no way way to know. There's no way to know this. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because Thomas and I went to see. Free Solo years ago in Toronto, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So this new kid on the block, mm-hmm. Mark Andre, is now like, I mean, it's isn't it called free solo soloing? What's the difference yes. in free soloing and and being an alpinist? Well, Al- they'll alpining. use um, alpining. They'll use ropes, right? I mean, when you free solo, you're you don't even use ropes. You're poking oh, around nobody with to, your nobody. cramplings. You're- <laughs> With your clampons. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, please. So Alex explains how Mark flies under the radar, mm-hmm. but does all types of crazy alpine soloing. Mm-hmm. So nobody really... Alpine. <laughs> well, that's the question. Is it? No. No. Is it? No. no. That isn't it the would question be al- at all. Alpine. Nobody's asking that question. <laughs> My stomach hurts already, and we're not even... No. Okay. Um, Mark supposedly climbed some of the hardest walls in the world by himself. Mm-hmm. Most of it is not even on video because he simply does it for the love of climbing. Yeah. I mean, that's also... Are you just taking somebody's word for it? What do you mean? Well, couldn't I tell you that I, I can hold my breath underwater for eight minutes, but I don't like to do it in front of people. Okay, but how does he get to the top of the mountain? Oh, he takes pictures. Yeah. Did he take a picture? How do we know he went to the top? Yeah, I guess there were pictures at the top. Never mind. Okay. Next stupid question. (laughs) (laughs) So this documentarian, Peter, spent two years with Mark. And um, when Peter was a kid, he idolized this legendary free soloist, Derek Hersey. 
who was known for climbing crazy cliffs with only his chalk bag. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. It's like, that's, it's a real, yes, he only had a chalk bag. But what is a chalk bag? It's the bag with chalk in it. <laughs> what you, well, you put what on you your fingers to for? like, you know. Get sticky? No, it doesn't to like get a grip on your, uh, so you don't have like slippery, oily fingers, you know. You want to have. Oh, to keep them uh, dry. Yeah. You want to be able oh, to. Oh, like gymnasts. Yeah, or playing pool, you know. Mm. You, you chalk the. I chalk bag it. So anyway, in the documentary, there, there's like just it's sort of an, I found it slightly odd, scene with uh, this guy, Heavy Duty. <laughs> What's his name? And they did a lot of hula hooping. Heavy Duty Jr. Uh, heavy. He's the du- son of Heavy Duty. <laughs> I mean, the thing that they made quite clear in this uh, film mm-hmm. is that it's a very dangerous sport. Yeah. And... I mean, at some point, somebody said that 50% of, around 50% of the people end up dying while they're climbing. It's a sort of breathtaking because then you feel like, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like they're, because Stephanie was asking me that last night when I was talking to her about the film, if I thought it was a death wish. Well, it seems like you're not wishing for it, but if it happens, that's okay because I'm going to do what I'm doing, what I love doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, yeah, there's something about them that they keep going up. But again, I go back. I do agree with what you're saying. But again, why are we living in a town that... Oh, no, the earthquake thing again? It's true. We're sitting on a landmine. I don't... The odds are not, you know, 50-50. But it, the chance is there. Well, I think every I think every state has something, right? It's a tornado or a hurricane or an earthquake or a meteor. Yeah. Right. There's certain states that get or meteors, meteors? Than, more than other states. <laughs> I'm just saying it could be anything. <laughs> so in this in this documentary, we see a lot of yes, climbing. Mm-hmm. And it is incredible. I mean, there, it's these... mind blowing. And he, um, Mark and Andre, does snow and ice. Yeah, which I don't think um, Alex he, Alex did. Mm-mm. I don't right? think so. He just did tiny, tiny ledges yeah. of dry mountain. Probably had a chalk sack. <laughs> why it it's silly i gotta quit laughing at it because it's very it doesn't make sense okay um peter the documentarian Mm -hmm. travels to squamish Mm -hmm. british columbia to meet mark and he finds him living in a a low-key life which is putting it oh mildly it's a low-key way of putting it (laughs) i mean he was like just living in a where was he living? Like on a stairwell? Yeah. yeah. I think he was running it for like $150 a month, which honestly, I feel like somebody was overcharging him. <laughs> because, how, because how comfortable is a stairwell? Also, just if someone's willing to sleep in your stairwell, <laughs> just let him sleep in the stairwell. <laughs> but it sounds like Mark had like, you know, decorations and a, ma- a mattress. Mm-hmm. An inflatable Something. mattress. He was, like, making the most of it and having a ball. For sure. He didn't seem to have a complaint in the world. But I feel like if I 
needed a place to stay and I asked somebody, hey, can I rent your stairwell <laughs> for 150 bucks? And they said yes. I would be like, wait, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have to sleep in this stairwell for. What do you get for 150? Why bucks? won't you let me in? <laughs> Would be my next question. It is a fair question. It's like, well, that's the best you could do as a stairwell, okay? But everybody seemed happy with the. Everybody Everyone was thrilled. Happy. I don't know why I'm barging in with uh, any sort of problems. Nobody had a problem. Nobody even. Um, even uh, his girlfriend. Mark had a girlfriend. Yeah. Brett. Oh no. We have to take a break. Shoot duty. What'd you say? <laughs> I, said, I said shoot duty. Shoot duty. Well, when we picked up Max and Finn from school today, Max yeah. learned the word freaking in oh. place of the F word. Uh huh. And he went to town. Oh my gosh. When we picked him up, he was like, first thing I'm doing is taking my shirt off. Second thing, I'm freaking starving. <laughs> and then he turned to Finn. He was saying that to me in 70. And then he turned to Finn. He goes, Finn, when we get in the car, I'm taking my shirt off. Second, I'm freaking starving. <laughs> he repeated it again. Yes. Just to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's six today. Uh, this is his first day of being six. And he's now. He owned it. Now he's saying, I'm freaking starving. <laughs> Anyway, let's take a break and okay. we'll be back on yes. this show. Uh, Alpinist. The Alpinist. We'll be back with The Alpinist. On Tig and Cheryl True Story, a okay. comedy podcast about documentary films. Oh. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. And we're back. Okay. So you think that when you're watching this, you're like, oh, Mark andre is like really, uh, well, he's a one in a million mm-hmm. and can't imagine him finding a mate. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, a girl named Brett comes along and the two of them are just happy as clams together. They did seem so happy. So happy. They were cute. She loved to climb. And she's good at climbing. And she did not seem like, you know, a totally free-spirited cuckoo bird in the way that he seemed. I know. I know. It was interesting. But I think you need that. um, A little balance. That balance. Um, Yeah. And uh, I can't decide if, am I the cuckoo bird or is Stephanie the cuckoo bird? Oh, I think it's you. 
Are you really asking? No. <laughs> Wait, it's for sure me? <laughs> Stephanie's not a cuckoo bird? No, it's for sure you. You want to have a pie-eating contest and then get hosed down. <laughs> and they get hosed down and wrestle. Does Stephanie say these sorts of things? Does she do these sorts of things? <sighs> Fine. I'm the cuckoo bird. <laughs> I'm the cuckoo <laughs> um, Okay, so... Stephanie's not exactly who you think she is, but anyway, no, go she's ahead. got she's got some she's got uh, yes. some threads of she does cuckoobirdness. Yes. Okay, so at some point, Mark talks about growing up in Chilliwack, British Columbia, and this like got me for no reason at all. That he said um, he was talking about Chilliwack, and he said he you become completely desensitized to the smell of cow manure. Uh huh. Is that a weird way to des- describe your hometown? Like, that's the one thing that he said about Chilliwack. Well, there probably isn't a lot going on then. <laughs> <laughs> but why is that? Why is the smell of cow manure? He didn't explain it. Is that, I mean, do they just raise a lot of cows and... They must, Cheryl. <laughs> if he's saying that you become desensitized to the smell <laughs> of, cow, of manure. cow manure, then there must... Then mu- Chilliwack must be known yeah. for... yeah. Their cow, their, their, their cattle, cow raising, yeah. the cattle, yeah. cattle, cattle. Uh, okay, so that was interesting. Um, and, and then his mom is in the documentary, and she's pretty fantastic. And she talked about how Mark had ADHD. He didn't like to sit down. He didn't. He couldn't sit down in school. He couldn't stay still. So she homeschooled him, and you know, taught him like by taking him places and showing him stuff. And he definitely seems homeschooled. And that is, that's a compliment. I've, that is a compliment. I feel like more times than not, people that are homeschooled are think outside interesting box. cuckoo birds. Yeah, they, they think outside. Like, yeah. uh, like, uh, like Billie Eilish. Exactly. Remember when we talked yeah, Billie to Eilish. Maggie Baird, yeah. her mom? Yeah, she's a cuckoo bird. <laughs> she, that's she, a cuckoo bird nest. That is a cuckoo bird nest that they yeah. I don't think anyone feathered. in Billie Eilish's family... Maggie included would say yeah. we are not cuckoo birds. No, they wear they, they wear would that say, badge. Come on into our cuckoo bird nest. That's true. That's hey, true. Hey Maggie, hey. Hey Maggie, hey. Okay, so they're doing this film. They're following mm-hmm. Mark. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's about. He wants to climb the emperor face. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Vaguely. There, <laughs> there was a lot of talk about the emperor face, uh-huh. which I guess is the name of one of the mountains. Yeah, and then he he did right. This is the end of the show. It was. I was hoping that you would chime in. I just want to make sure. I like creating awkward moments. <laughs> it's the highest uh, mountain in the Canadian Rockies. Okay. So Peter is now frustrated because he heard that Mark had climbed this mountain, but didn't tell the filmmaker, and that the whole reason he's in Canada. Is to film him. Yeah. The whole reason he, he's there is to film him. And Mark is just a little cheeky. He disappears. Disappears. No, doesn't he's tell anybody. He's not doing it for anyone's... Uh... No. Nobody's uh, no. entertainment or satisfaction. And so he climbs it and they were like, <sighs> angry. But we get it. He's a free spirit. He's a free solo spirit. He's a free but solo spirit. But also he had to kind of know that's going to stir some interest. 
Of course. Of course. I mean, I believe it's both. I believe it's yes. both. I believe he wanted to do a totally free solo because I can understand the purity of the art form. But then it's also like, I also know that this is going to like... More than why are you taking pictures at the top if you don't want to. <laughs> if somebody could translate that and get back to us, thank you. <laughs> so now people are starting to talk and saying, well, Mark is really... He's getting out of control, and it's getting too dangerous. Uh-huh. The things that he's doing are too dangerous, yeah. and people are getting very worried. And no one can really, you know, talk him out of this. Mm-hmm. And Mark travels to Patagonia mm-hmm. for a, a climb that's never been attempted as a winter solo ascent. Mm-hmm. This was of to- of Torre Egger. I think that's how you say it, actually. Yeah, might be. Torre Egger. The most difficult peak in the range. And um, Mark gets there, waits for a a good window of weather. He goes up and he doesn't get too far. Mm. He makes a video for Brett and says, this is too dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's too dangerous. Imagine how dangerous it must have been. If he's saying it's too dangerous. I mean, if Cuckoo Bird is like. It's like, this is too much. Hold up. This is bad. Yeah. And he tells his, makes his video, tells his girlfriend he loves her, um, and he's going to have to rappel down uh, without reaching the summit. And he does. And then what does he do, Tig? Mm-hmm. He decides, you know what, I'm going to try again. But he was so happy that he made it down alive. Mm-hmm. He was like a new man. Yeah. He felt so happy that he made it down alive. And uh, that being said, he he decided to go up again. So he goes back up Tori Eger. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where the filmmaker's ending the film. Comes back. He's so happy. Mark feels like he's, you know, it was so dangerous. So happy that he did it. Mm-hmm. Feels very energized. He and Brett are having a great time together. Yeah. And then he decides to go to Juneau, Alaska with an, an experienced climber, Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. So they just, it seemed like in the film, that was just sort of a spur of the moment. Just a casual climb, huh? Well, trip to Alaska to climb this. and um, But it wasn't like he was climbing. The biggest. The big, it was. Was a, it was under the radar yeah. and didn't seem like. <gasps> okay, so, okay, now I'm going to tell people what happened, and so this is the difficult to, to talk about, and it's sad. So, um, just know that. But so they went up, and um, <clears throat> Brett was on a boat. She was sailing. She realized that Mark and Ryan didn't check in. Like they were, they were supposed to check in. Mm-hmm. And so now they realize there's a problem. Nobody can reach Mark and Ryan. The search and rescue crew went to Alaska and they met with Brett and they were going to search for them, but there was a huge storm. Mm-hmm. So nobody could even fly in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. This is how dangerous everything was. Mm-hmm. So they had to wait for the weather to break. And after four days of searching, they found a rope that was covered by an avalanche mm-hmm. and they it was clear that it was Mark and Ryan's mm-hmm. rope. So it was clear that that they perished on the mountain. Yeah. 
Oh, God. So that was so, that was really tough and mm-hmm. and sad. And it, and it goes back to, you know, he felt so grateful that he made it out alive of the other one. But then that... Well, it's, it is that thing of gambling, which I, you know, it you're is, a gambler. So this is where you could yes. maybe re- relate um, because you think, okay, I made all this money. I'm going to take my money and I'm going to, you know. Bet it all again because if I no, won that time, I'm going to clock win, out or again. check out or whatever the bank out. Right, right. And you're going to go but home. You don't. Right, because it's your passion. Yeah. And you think, well, I've gotten through. I li- lived through that. I'm I'm experienced. I'm good at this. I can keep doing this. Right, right. So, but it's so dangerous because you don't know what the weather is going to be. And I mean, I how do you? It's so. I know you know. I'm just letting you know. I know there's you no know. Way to, there's no. <laughs> there's no way to know. There's no way to know. It's too dangerous. But and they know that going in. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too. So you know it going in. Yeah, it's right? not a surprise to any of them. No, but it also reminds me of, you know, when I do stand up people, public speaking is one of people's biggest fears in the world. And they're always mm-hmm. like, how do you do this? You have mm-hmm. the hardest job you ha-, and And I'm like, I related when he was talking about and obviously I know it's very different, a little slightly different, but I did relate. And his response was like, it's not. It's just what I do. And that yeah. little moment I kind of relate to when people look yeah. at me as though I am a free solo climber. Because yeah. they can't, when they're, they're so terrified of speaking in public. That they can't imagine that you choose to. Oh my, they're just, they're baffled. And I'm like, it's yeah. nothing. It's like, I'm not even scared. I'm not... If I walked in front of a hundred thousand people at a football stadium, I, it's nothing. It's it doesn't. It's fine. It doesn't register. No. Yeah. So I mean, people that that do the the you know these extreme sports, it's just yeah, they have that thing that's like this is just what I was born to do. Yeah. I have to do it. Do you have anything like that? I mean, I guess people do. People feel that way about acting, where they're like, "How do you do that?" Um. Yes. I mean. It's less like getting, because when you're doing stand-up, you're in front of so many people. But acting, yeah, it's not quite the same, because unless you're doing a play. See, I find acting way more terrifying than if if somebody said, here, do this movie with, um, you know, Meryl Streep or somebody, Glenn Close Mm -hmm. or whoever these people are that are apparently good at what they do. Mm -hmm. Somebody says, here, do this, Tig. I would be like, oh, <laughs> My lord. Um, okay. I, I got I to gotta really concentrate on I this. I have really been tapped this time. <laughs> or if they said walk on stage in front of 100,000 people, I would say I w- I'm going to walk Easy. on stage in front of 100,000 people. Uh, yeah. No problem. Yeah. Taping live to television, you know, streaming live on whatever it is, whatever. No problem. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to do a good job, but... Listen, when I was a presenter at the People's Choice Awards... you alert! I mean, there is something like, you know, millions of people are watching, the, the thing is moving, and you have to... You what know, do you mean the, the thing telepro- is moving? Oh, like the set is moving, oh. and you're walking on, uh-huh. and, you know, it's... 
there's a lot involved Mm -hmm. and there's an audience and you're going live Mm -hmm. but i did it anyway (laughs) how do you do it (laughs) that's the point of this (laughs) i managed to do it anyway i have got to stop talking okay listen i'm circling back and winding it down so so you know brett the girlfriend talks about mark and she's (laughs) She's very um, sad, and but at the same time, she felt like they had a beautiful time together, and she loved him, and and she knows that he would want her to have to not not to lose her spirit. I so know still, all of that, but it's like I know easier said than done. I know, but she also did say, "I didn't know life could be so painful." Yes. Yeah, I thought that was that was very profound because she said, "Until you, until you're in this, you know, position, you just can't imagine life being that painful." Yeah, you're just like, "Whoa!" Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, I really, really felt for her. I I know. I mean, even obviously, very different. But I'm still struggling with losing, you know, Cowboy Rick. I'm yeah. really struggling with it. Oh, and hard. so looking at somebody that. If when I think of yeah, if I lost Stephanie, I just you can say those things. I know, but man, I felt for her. Where I'm like, how, how, how do people keep going when people lose a child? I think of this no, guy's no, mother. No, please, I can't. No one. And please, and did he have siblings? That is the other thing. I feel like he did have a brother. Okay, okay. Once again, feelings aren't facts, and how could we know? And not that that takes away the loss of one but i've just kept thinking like gosh does she have another child please say she has another child tig you can't all these things are making my heart hurt i'm sorry i know well i just mine hurt watching it i just i know i don't know this world is painful this world can be very painful it is. It is. Well, you have you have to balance. You have to somehow balance because they're. And how do you balance it? Well, you know what? You, when it when you're having the painful moments and feelings, you acknowledge them and. And how do you acknowledge them? You cry. You scream. You write. You journal. You do whatever it is you need to do. You go to the beach with a bottle of wine and watch the waves come in. Whatever that is. That is that legal? For you. If you're of a certain age, you can just take a bottle of wine down to the beach and drink it. That is what my um, beauty school teacher told me. Oh, okay. And it stuck with me. And I was like, that actually sounds like a great idea. I haven't done it yet. Your beauty school teacher in Tallahassee told you to tote a bottle of wine wine to the beach, to a public beach, and drink there and cry. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm just saying whatever works, but mm-hmm. it's like you have to acknowledge it. You have to, to mm-hmm. feel it. Yeah. And um, and then turn around and look at the people in your life that you love and um, and have those moments with them, those good moments, because it, it's about balance, but it's, it's incredibly difficult. Well, I am, you know, if for some reason his mother or girlfriend found this podcast and if they're listening, mm-hmm. I feel for them and am thinking of them yes because it just seems brutal yes we are we're sending our love to the the family yes and the other guy that died his friend died right yes his friend died Uh, ryan johnson right 
And at the end of the film, I mean, Peter says that he believes that what Mark did on during his time on Earth was beautiful and was really something extraordinary. Mm-hmm. So, so that is the Alpinist. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, I did feel I, as as sad as it was. I did feel inspired. You did. I did. Mm. I did to like do what you want to do. Yeah, like you short, can apply like it. Yeah, you can apply it to your own life and your needs and dreams and. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely felt inspired. All right. Well, Tig, are you ready for some final thoughts? Yeah. It's time for a Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not, but I felt deeply. Yeah, same. No, it was it was difficult, but it was beautifully done. The film is beautifully mm-hmm. done. And um, was there anyone that you felt attracted to? I get Alex Hold- Holnan. Honold. Honold. Honolulu. I please cut that. I get Alex Honold from Free Please Solo. don't cut that. <laughs> he was so cute in this, which is funny. I would, I would love to go back and listen to Free Solo. Like, did we think he was cute in Free Solo? I don't think so. You didn't? Did we? I thought he was. I mean, he was cute, but like, do you want to make out with him in an ele- in an elevator? <laughs> I like Goofy Mark. Oh yeah, he was cute. Yeah. He had a like a really I just he had a real spark. Yeah, I feel like he would be so fun to lie in that um entryway. Tent? Oh, in the entryway. Yeah, like I like that that sounded so good to you. Well, like, I just But it does but it, there was something about it that was so carefree. Yeah, that's and like life is life is simple. Yeah. Like it doesn't need to be there, you don't need to be sitting on a freeway, you know, going to work. You can just lie on the entryway and pay 150 bucks but yeah it's fun to point at some and be like yeah i'm i'm with that i'm with that cuckoo bird (laughs) (laughs) that's my cuckoo bird over there um you know i just i like i like interesting weirdos yeah you know i get it oh i get it and when somebody sorry when somebody excels at something at something in that way it's very it's so attractive. attractive. Mm-hmm. Very attractive. Mm-hmm. But that being said, did you feel that way about any of the chicken people? Because they were very good at what they did. They were very good at prepping their chickens. I don't remember what any of them looked like, honestly. But um, Well, that is all for this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Next week, we'll be talking about Jennifer Lopez halftime on Netflix. Tig, would you like to listen to some true fan mail? Yes. <laughs> Why did you hold your? I held my finger, held finger up because I was like, I wanted you to signal to you like just one. Oh, Let's just do one. You were gonna say yes, but first I have something to say. No. Oh my God, that was your most intense <laughs> spit take. I thought I was going to take a sip of water while you did your speech on whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, this one is from Eileen. Hey, Eileen. Hey, hey. Eileen. Hey. Dear Tig and Cheryl, 
I have to tell you how much you two crack me up and have been a light with all the heaviness of the last couple of years. I was wondering how many emails you would get about storing <laughs> storing the sperm sample in the bra. Like Tig, I had twins at 45, now precious eight-year-old girls. We had a long fertility journey to get there. And during one of our fertility treatments, we experienced the nurse <laughs> keeping the sample warm in her bra. No. She came in and said the warmer or whatever they used was not working and showed us where she had the sample in her bra hanging out, hanging out under the strap and over the boob. I was pretty horrified and needless to say, this treatment didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) When I found your podcast, I made it a point to watch my octopus teacher before listening. Oh, boy. But I admit since then I haven't watched one documentary (laughs) and just get all the spoilers from you two. I haven't figured out yet where the snorkels term came from, but we'll keep listening and laughing. Thank you all for the entertainment and facts. Oh my gosh. I feel, why doesn't anyone put it under their armpit? Uh, Would you rather somebody take it out from their armpit than their bra? I feel like it is for sure going to be warm and it doesn't seem at all sexy weird yeah that would be i would much prefer to have somebody take my sperm sample out of their bra (laughs) then under their arm where it's like here you go by the way eileen what was that moment like when you're just you're in the doctor's office and the nurse just pulls pulls it out from her phone (laughs) i can't even imagine that (laughs) I can't imagine it, but I guess it happened. It's one of those moments where I would feel like I was on a prank show. Oh, yeah. Have you ever felt that way? Oh, I have felt that way. Yeah. I mean, I felt... Okay, now I'm going into a story. Uh Uh-oh. Is it too late? No. I honestly... I was like, I am on a prank show. I was going to like a press junket. Uh A driver came and picked me up. Stop me if you've heard this. She said it was her first day of, of driving. Very nice woman. We're stuck on the freeway. And she says, I hate to say this, but I really have to use the restroom. And I said, you know what? It's okay. Like, life isn't perfect. That's fine. So we're on the freeway. And like 10 minutes later, she says, I'm so sorry. I really do have to. And I said, that's fine. Like, even if we're for five minutes late, it's better than this poor woman. So at some point... She pulls off one of the exits, pulls up to a house, and I'm thinking, she must, she must, know, someone. She must know this person. She opens her door and basically sort of squats and pees. <laughs> and I am in the back seat like, oh, it, fixed, it could not be happening. I've made it in Hollywood. <laughs> And I was like, I was so confused. And also, like, okay, stay focused on your press junket. Like, let's <laughs> let's not derail from what you're here to do. And she gets back in and she says, I'm really sorry about that. I'm really sorry. And I was like, and I honestly, I thought it was a, I thought it was, I thought it was being pranked. I was like, okay, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and I'm like, where's the camera? <laughs> And we drive to What Pasadena. if the camera was getting the angle of her urinating? 
on the side of the freeway and they forgot to get you. <laughs> and we, you know, we pulled up to the hotel and I got out. My publicist was standing there and she was like, how was the ride over? I said, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> because I felt for the driver, I didn't want to get her in trouble or get her fired. Because that's definitely, it can't be in the handbook of no driving. No. But also, uh, what do you do? I didn't do anything. No, what I, does one do when you are the driver that's about to... Well, go pull. can you pull into McDonald's or something? Well, yeah. What if they're in the McDonald's? What if you are in an absolute traffic jam and it's not moving and you are well, about to go? Well, I would think, remember when the lady drove across the country yeah, in, in diapers? Diaper. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say if you're, if you're listening and you're a driver, keep an adult diaper in the car. Yeah. Maybe go to your job in a diaper. <laughs> what is this? Listen. Tig and Cheryl. True story meets don't ask Tig. It is better than pulling up in a residential area and just sort of... I have a friend who is a very high-ranking executive in okay. the Hollywood town business. Yeah. Yes. And he was driving home. Uh-oh. And he had to go number two. Oh, no. And he was nowhere near any place oh, where there no. was anything. And he pulled over. <gasps> and he... Pooped on the side of the highway? No. No. Pooped in the back seat? No. <laughs> he what did he do? He got out of his car and <laughs> got into someone's bushes. I don't hate it. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that you don't hate it. Well, I mean, at least he went in the bushes. I mean, my driver right, was just like... but he's in like a suit and tie, <laughs> and he's like crouched in bushes, and he's signing multi-million dollar deals in Hollywood. <laughs> Listen, desperate times. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, that's, that is it, really. We have nothing else to say. Do you have anything to promote? You can watch Flight Attendant. You, you can watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, you can... You can follow me on Instagram, underscore Cheryl Hines. How about you? Well, I'm always on oh. tour. You can go to tignotaro.com for show and ticket information. I also have another podcast called Don't Ask Tig. Okay. That Cheryl has been a guest on. We really went on a roller coaster. I'm sorry. I'm trying to catch my breath. Oh, specifically, I'll be in San Diego on July okay. 23rd, I think. Something like that. And then I go okay. to other places. Some mountain towns in Colorado. Um, Poughkeepsie. I'll be in Poughkeepsie. Oh, Poughkeepsie. Uh, all right. Okay. We can see it on. We can see it on a website. Yes, we can. Cheryl. Yeah. Should we do it again? Oh yeah. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabby Kobasic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. 
We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>